0: Like, hey,
1: yo, I'm like, <laughs> what you said? What? <laughs> <laughs> Mike to here record. record.
2: Yeah, that was good energy. I had to bring that in. <laughs>
3: Welcome to the You Get to Choose podcast, a space curator by coaches for coaches discussing all things, coaching, clients, and cash flow. I want to take a moment to introduce you to Um, your favorite coaches, who are also doubling as your host for the podcast. I am Coach D, known socially as Danielle the Coach. I'm a certified life and leadership coach, and I help mid-career professionals free themselves from their 9-to-5 without regret.
1: And I am Coach C. Helen from Detroit, Michigan. Um, I am affectionately known as the Coach's Copywriter. I help coaches and consultants create magnetic messaging and make their email list more profitable.
0: And hey, it's your girl, Coach Jen, from Miami-Dade County, hanging out in the DMV these days. I help women in education increase their income and eliminate burnout without getting another degree.
2: What's going on? This is Coach Mike. I help coaches, consultants, and service providers fill their calendars with ready to buy prospects without doing all the work. And today we're looking forward to helping you decode all things coaching, cash flow, and clients. So be sure to subscribe, review, and share. So we oh talk
0: talking about, we're talking about if you, if what's the topic, do you like, what is it? Do we really want to so so <laughs> do, really do this? So you think <laughs> you want to coach?
2: You really want to do this? <laughs> so you <laughs> think you want to coach? So you think you want to coach? Like, that's, what,
0: that's, what's coming, that's what's coming up for me. Do you really <laughs> want to do this shit?
2: A hundred percent. I think p- people, people look at it from like that. It's a money grab for a lot of people. Right. It's and it's and right. They know they can help people, but it's it's a money grab and they're like, oh, well, I can, I can make all this money and, you know, have really little overhead, but you got, you got lives in your, your hands, right? People, you, you're responsible yeah. for people's lives. People are giving you a lot of money. You're responsible for helping them get goals, hit their goals. So it's gotta be more than money <laughs> to show up every right. day to work with folks that don't know what you know. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta have the patience enough to help them know what you know, right?
3: But seriously, though, thinking about having been in this thing about five, five, one, five years now, um, and I know there's been so many times when I've said, like, man, I just want to coach. But being a full-time entrepreneur, creating a business, wrapping the coaching in business, I do more business than I do coaching, mm. like, especially mm. on, the, the, on the biz dev side, when you're just getting started, is so many pieces of the puzzle. And it's enough to take you out of this thing because it's just like I just want to coach, but I got to do eighty-five different things to even position myself to be found, to be to, to be able to serve, um, to even coach. And so there's different ways that you can position yourself to do it if you don't want to be the captain of your own ship, if you will. But it's enough to make you rethink this thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I know for me, like I'm passionate about coaching. Like I, I know for a fact, I was coaching before I was formally coaching. Like, it's, it's a part of who I am in my essence and how I engage with people. But I do know that there, because having worked with many other coaches and served them as a coach of coaches, it kind of makes you scratch your head sometimes and wonder, like, why people get into it in the first place. It's just like, is it because it's sexy? You see other people doing it and allegedly making bank? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? You we were allegedly. <laughs>
2: Right. right. So, Is it safe to say that your passion for coaching helps you to get through all the other stuff?
3: For me, yeah. But like, it's got to work. Mm. Like, I'm full time in this thing. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like, I left the nine to five for a reason. And this was the strategy. Like, this, I already knew what I wanted to do. Mm. So it's um, an aversion to failure, if you will and also the passion so yeah the passion kind of keeps the fire lit up under me but it's also like man i know i can figure this out like first of all i've done xyz and one two three like i know i can figure this out but also giving myself the
0: grace to do just that nice and i would i would jump in from like the other perspective right like when you ask about the passions so (laughs) As an educator through and through, I know I was born to educate others, mm. but the business side takes me out every time, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's why I don't want to let go of the, you know, cause I still work for a school district and I don't want to let go of that because the business side of it, it's just a lot because like, you know, I just I just want to coach, you know what I'm saying? And I, um. so a couple of years ago, I did my disc assessment with D, right? And then I redid it the other day and got more confirmation about my style and how I am wired. Mm-hmm. And the way that I'm wired is not in alignment with all the business shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's just not. Like I'm aligned, the way that I'm aligned is for supporting and helping people, All the stuff in the background, like I literally have to delegate everything else because it's not in alignment with me. So while the passion is important, Mm -hmm. um, coaches have to really realize that being just a talent isn't enough to get this done. Right. So like when you bring up the word about people allegedly being profitable, right, like for you to be profitable, it's it's full circle, right? It's the business aspect, it's the coaching aspect, you got the marketing, you got the message, you got all the not so fun stuff. Um, that if that passion is not on like a thousand, mm-hmm. the outside stuff will take you out. Because I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest, like while I love what I do as an educator and as a coach, there are so many times where I'm just like, hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> Get somebody else <laughs> to do it. Get, somebody, get all the other people to do it. Get everybody else to do it. <laughs> but, um, But that's why it's so important to ensure that you're doing this, like asking yourself the question, would I do this for free? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, would I do this for free? Would I add value to other people's experience for free? Because if the answer to that is yes, then go ahead and do it. Right. Yeah. But if you're only going to do it for the monetary value, then this is in the space because you're pulled in so many different directions that that passion and that purpose has to supersede all the extra shit.
2: That's crazy. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. Ten thousand percent, 10, because every day for me, it's a struggle to do everything other than to coach. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I may appear some days like I got it all together. It is a struggle every day to do these team meetings. It is a struggle every day to do anything outside of actually coaching folks. Yesterday I was on my coaching call for a few hours and I'm just like in my world, right? You know what I mean? We're laughing, I'm leading, I'm coaching, I'm having a good time. And right after that call, I got to work on finances and and marketing plans and all these things that I do not wanna do right now. I just wanna walk away. I I saw a guy, I went and had lunch with my son Uh, A few days ago, and this guy ordered a Long Island iced tea. It was like 1230 in the afternoon. I want to go order a Long Island iced tea with that guy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 12 1230. I don't want to do anything else but coaching. But yeah, every day it is a struggle. And I got in my book that I got to find somebody else, you know what I mean, that wants to do those types of things, but also wants to be partnered, you know, in some way, shape or form. So that's one of my goals, man, just to throw that out there finding somebody who wants to do that business development stuff that I just totally hate 100%. We may have to rename this
3: episode to get somebody else to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Right. <laughs> right. 100%. That's
1: that's interesting because, I mean, I, I think y'all know, it took me a long time to even embrace the role of being a coach. Mm. Like I never saw myself do – I never saw myself teaching – my expertise. I just mm-hmm. always saw myself doing the
2: mm-hmm.
1: expertise. Um, and it's so funny. I was talking to a client earlier this morning and they called me coach C like, and, and I'm like, I'm just getting used to that. It used to make me cringe. I was be like, well, y'all please stop. I'm just here to answer y'all questions. I'm not. So I, it's funny when, when we ask ourselves the questions, what we ask the clients, like, so you think you want to coach? Yeah, it is. It, it gotta, you gotta either be called or crazy. Mm -hmm. you gotta either be called or crazy because Mm -hmm. it is not for the weak other like thinking for other people that's how i think of coaching thinking for other people Mm -hmm. and like guiding them to the answer that's probably inside of them that they just don't know depending on obviously what what lane you're in like d i couldn't even imagine life and leadership what (laughs) your life life. like what Yes, real. I I love it for you, (laughs) because it's like it's that's the more I learn about coaching. Because Jerry actually gave me some books to read this year. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, okay, messaging is messaging, marketing is marketing. But like, how do I become a better coach? And when I started reading these books, I'm like, oh, this is deeper than rap. Like this Mm -hmm. stuff ain't. It's ain't no like you know, cute. See, this is serious. (laughs) Like asking somebody the wrong question could take them on a wrong path.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. but you know one of the things and I know I believe this came from like my formal training my formal coach training um it's like being genuinely curious right but it's the genuine part Mm -hmm. yeah and so I I know for a fact that there are people they get okay I gotta ask questions right so they'll ask questions but like being genuinely curious and like caring about the person and not just rushing to get them to an outcome because sometimes it takes time like Mm -hmm. people come to us with so much gunk and That's not true. having the patience to be able to serve them sometimes silently while they slowly begin to untangle that web that has been balled up for God knows how long like it's a game changer mm-hmm. and it's like this work is so for me it's not hard like like Mike said like he's on the call he's in his bag like when I got a client in front of me the world stops on its axis. It's like Mm -hmm. coaching and photography for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have no cares. And then as soon as the gig is up, as soon as the session is over, it's like back to life, back to reality. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm
0: -hmm. Like,
3: do we have to stop type of vibes, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's, I do think that you can be trained to be a great coach. But for those that have the gift, it's a different experience.
2: Right. That's real. Absolutely. And so how, know, how does
1: someone know. identify that? Let's like, let's help the listeners who, who like, cause I'm pretty sure there are some people who feel like D like I've been coaching since I've been in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I just wasn't calling coach it coaching. And then it's those people who know they have something to share with others. And, and the idea of coaching or consulting it is new for them. And they feel like they like, how do people determine with, with like which seat they should sit in
3: yeah so I look at it like this and so I, when I went on my so how I even found coaching right um I went on a purpose journey so I was working the nine to five but over a decade working for federal government um and I'm like yo why am I here I can't keep doing this like I'm over it but I whatever move I made next I wanted it to be intentional I wanted it to be strategic I wanted to make sure that you know I was excited about on most days what i got up to do for a living i wanted it to bring me joy and so i just i ended up one step after the other nobody no help figuring it out by myself and i'm like well, what, why am i here what is my purpose god and so in that um i started looking at well what do people come to me for help for and i realized that if i look at the the history of my life up until that point the people that i know and also perfect strangers I realized that people would like jump on me with their business, the personal stuff, stuff that I would never even share with a perfect stranger. And I'm like, well, what is it? What is it about? It's something about me. Like, what is that? People are super comfortable sharing with me and asking for my advice.
2: Mm.
3: And so I'm like, okay, so there's something there. And then when I think about it, like one of my best friends will tell you, She'll come and she'll share something with me and I'll listen and she's like, um, and I may ask questions, but I never give an opinion. Yeah. And so she's trained to the point after 20 years of friendship. OK, well, can you tell me what you think? Like, Right. She has to ask me for my opinion because I've always just asked questions around whatever it is that she had going on, not wanting to judge and not wanting to insert myself if that's not what she wanted, not knowing anything about coaching. But I recognize, like, I already embody some of the fundamental tenets of like what it means to be a phenomenal coach. So there's that. And just looking at how I show up in the world, one of my superpowers is active listening. I hear what people don't say. Mm-hmm. Like, I, looking at body language and not even knowing that that is a part of um, being a, an active coach, right? That's the stuff that they teach. I was already doing it. Of course, I didn't learn real, realize that until I was eyeballs deep into my certification program, but I'm like, I'm absolutely in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, um, and not with something that I have to go and develop a whole new brand 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 new skill set around. It's in me. Now I'm just crossing T's and dotting I's and refining my gifts and doing this. I hope that helps you.
1: No, it did. I mean, so it's, essentially, you. You you you're operating within your natural gifts and talents, which I yeah. think we I feel like we all are, though. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's not and I, what I think you got.
1: that's
0: important in being a coach. Mm-hmm. Right. So like these people that are getting trained to be coaches like that <laughs> makes me cringe. Right. Because so much of what I do is an eight. You yeah. know what I'm saying And coming yeah. from the educator background, I've been in this game, this educational arena for the last 17 years, right? and and naturally, like I educate. That's what I do. I was born to do it. So the most training that I've received is more so from the business aspect of it. Yeah. It's not the coaching aspect of because that has to be natural because when you're interacting with people, who are walking around with their trauma, walking around with their triggers Mm. that are so easily, you know what I'm saying? When you're dealing with these kind of people, if this is not something that God has ordained you to do, you're not going to be able to support these people because they come with so much baggage, right? Mm. The only reason why I'm successful is because I separate the people from their problems, right? Like I try to separate them, right? And And it's hard because, you know, we're operating, we're still in our flesh. So, you know, we have the the ego that we're battling with. Mm -hmm. But for me, I think I would, in a perfect world, coaches are people that naturally want to help and they are servants. If you are a servant first, then maybe you are built to be a coach because you have to have the natural desire to want to help without compensation want to, wanna, you know what I'm saying? Like you naturally want to see people do better and you know your expertise helps move the needle, you know? So of mm-hmm. course we get paid great, all the fun things, but all of us in this space do a lot of coaching for free, do a lot of coaching for less than what we deserve, right? Because mm-hmm. we are naturally servants. So for me, I look at it more so like, you know you really want to do this and are built for this, when you're so committed to the expansion, the transformation that the people that you're talking to get as opposed to what you get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to leave every person that I communicate with, even if it's just for a minute, I want your life to be impacted positively in some capacity, right? It's not about me. I'm full. I'm full. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? But it's more so, the impact that we're having on our clients and if you're not obsessed with client transformation then this ain't for you
2: so awesome. yeah yeah you know, I think a good coach is selfish right it's like what do you mean by that right you got to be curious to learn more about who you coach right as a as a coach you when you you're learning to to do less talking and more <laughs> listening. <laughs> right? So yeah, when, when I really, I think when I really tapped into to the love for coaching is when I stopped talking, right? When I stopped yeah. trying to be the, the know-it-all and, you know, like I think Jen said, trying to lead somebody to a result. Um, one of y'all said that, trying to lead somebody to a result, you know, on your time, right? You can't lead somebody to a result on your time. It's got to be on that time. So that that's going to require you to fall back and listen more, right. And getting more information, more deep, asking more questions and really get to the root of what's going on with them, right. Whether you're, you're coaching marketing, you're coaching messaging, you're coaching leadership, whatever you're coaching in the end of the day, you got to get to the root of what they're dealing with, right. And being able to guide them, whether you have an answer for what they're dealing with, or you can at least guide them in the right direction. We need to fix this first before we get to this result. Right. Mm -hmm. So once we start to practice listening right and, and, and making that like number one like shut up like <laughs> hear people and ask more questions and you they'll get more results and at the end of the day what happens for you you get more results because more people want to work with you and you start attracting uh that type of energy like yo that person right there he definitely gonna know how to serve you because even um I don't know, like, you know, in sales, right? It's all about like, we. we I come from a sales background and we talk about listening to folks, right? Cause that's where the trust comes from. When somebody can talk more about themselves in that interaction, they like you for some reason. Like, you don't even know me. I just happen to listen to you, right? You <laughs> you don't know me to like me, but because I listen to you and I let you pour it all out. I'm like, oh, I love this guy. This guy is great. He has all the answers, right? Um, so when you focus on really falling back and just asking more really dope questions and you can ask dope questions when you do what? You're listening more. So mm-hmm. those, are, those are my, those are the qualities that come up for me.
1: That's dope. I got another question for y'all. <laughs> So like so, since you've been on this coaching journey, like, what's something that's occurred during this experience that, like, you would have never thought would have come out of it, would come from it, if that makes sense? Hmm. Interesting.
0: For so, y'all for all me, looking in the
1: sky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> y'all
1: <laughs>
0: um, gotta be deep. Gotta be deep. <laughs> right, that was deep. That was deep. Um, in my space, um. I would say really getting women that have suffered from traumatic experiences to dream again. Like as a woman that has overcome so much trauma, I 100% understand how you can get stuck, right? Like you get stuck and you think that there's no more out for you. Like you're, this is the rest of your life. It's woe is me. That's the narrative. Right. But getting women to fall in love with themselves again um getting women to just be open to the possibility of like happiness has been like such an incredible like i don't even remember what your question is for real but that's try to say see
3: can you what was the question again
1: <laughs> like what what's something that's hilarious my, my question y'all y'all put my question on me right uh, was something that has occurred or or a transformation you've experienced that's come from you being a coach that you wouldn't have never thought you would experience that's probably a better way to put it yeah so
0: one of my clients um i finally i was able to get her to recognize her self-worth and walk out of an abusive relationship like okay. and as someone who has been in abusive relationships Sometimes you can't see, you can't see the other side. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's like, I feel like this is my reality. So when my client texted me one day and was like, I finally left and was like, oh my God, like that was, that was, that was huge for me. Because like I said, when you're, when you're in those situations and you're essentially have that mindset of being bound, right. Mm -hmm. And you may not even realize it. Right. So like, I look at people that are in jail as people who are mentally bound, and now their physical experience has manifested into being bound. Um getting hurt oh. to <laughs> I
2: hear that. Uh, you probably can't even repeat that.
1: But look, listen.
0: That that mental that bondage that manifests into different things, right? So my I was in a space of bondage and that's why I was in those toxic relationships that essentially mm-hmm. kept me bound, right? Um, so getting people to one, believe in God, right? Like mm-hmm. believe in the power of like leaning on God and really surrendering, that has been, that's why I do this and I may, you know, do it intermittently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It but really... just the transformation because I'm going to be honest I think if we get all or most of the women in the world to understand their power we can really transform the trajectory of this planet Ooh. you mm. know mm. so mm,
2: mm, mm. <laughs> well, James Brown said it's a man's world <laughs> nothing without a woman or a girl <laughs> do you start
3: preaching I mean I just need to go no, do we pass the offer plate or what <laughs> right, right. <laughs> The offering that we're taking today is a uh, shares, reviews,
1: <laughs> right?
3: Like right. 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 the subscriptions, subscribes,
1: right? All of that, all you of that.
3: that. In your soul, go ahead and do that for us, real quick.
2: That's
3: for real, though. See, that's that, that question is like one amazing, but two, not surprised that you asked it. Um, <laughs> but for me, it's like, man, I feel like I could talk about this all day, mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of like twofold for me. So one as soon as you asked, I automatically went to like, well, what results have I helped people get? Mm-hmm. Um, so just knowing that there was a time when I was sitting at my desk, if y'all listeners don't know, I used to work for the FBI. Like I grew up in the FBI professionally, was there for 12 years before I checked the deuces and branched out in full time entrepreneurship. But on the tail end of my career, there were days when I knew that there were people who also felt like I felt, just jaded, um, unfulfilled, knowing like in my gut, in my soul, that there was more to life than what I was experiencing. And there had to be a way out because I felt like I was withering away at my Mm -hmm. desk. Knowing that there was a moment when I knew in my soul that there were other people that were either feeling like I felt or were gonna be feeling like I felt at some point in the future and would need the help that I could give not just as a coach, but as someone who has lived it and understood the journey and understood the fear, um, the insecurities about making six figures and then wanting to do something different when everybody's looking at you crazy. Knowing that there have been people that have um, enlisted my services and have also walked away from six figure careers to follow their hearts. Um, knowing that there are people who have worked with me. And um, we had a conversation about, you know, five year plan. And within weeks, something that was on the five-year end of their plan came to fruition. Literally after we talked it out and made it plain, Mm -hmm. it was just like, I still have like a mind-blown emoji moment thinking about it. It gives me chills Mm -hmm. because it was literally something that they thought would take five years. And Mm -hmm. in less than 90 days, it came to fruition. So it's just like, my goodness, I know I'm supposed to be here i know this is the work that i'm supposed to be doing but then on the flip side when i when i take a moment to shine a spotlight on me the transformation it's breaking away limitations and barriers that i've had on what coaching looks like the fact that i coach in multiple ways in multiple places i coach my own personal clients you know i'm a a independent contractor with different companies Uh, my my business subcontracts on a federal contract so I'm getting at this coaching bag in different ways that are far beyond what I envisioned and what I had given myself permission to do. So it's like, if you want to say, like, don't put limits on God, listen, don't put limits on God. Right. Like my gift is making room for me in ways that I just never even thought may have been possible for me. Um, Because literally, when I say I just wanted to coach, I just wanted to coach. for real. Um, And then there's a a third part of real quick. And it's it's who I become as a businesswoman. Like, it's just, I am not the same person I was when I first started. I knew that I could do the thing, right? But it's taken so much time and so much energy and so much growth. But just to know who I've been able to evolve into by sticking with it, it's just like, there are moments when I don't recognize myself.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whose life is this? (laughs) (laughs) That's my (laughs)
2: life. You asking for personal transformation, or your—I
1: mean, just just either like just something that you one day you was just like, wow, I didn't think this would come from this.
2: Mm. I didn't think I would ever have a full blown ad agency. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, the business development stuff—you know—I'm I was running away from all that, you know. Uh, but there's a lot that goes with you know trying to. Uh, take over somebody's marketing and advertising, uh, and the fact that I'm 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 in charge, right? I'm leading the way. Oh, I guess I got to answer the question since I gave it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um. One
1: one thing that I did not expect is to like get a, a a new hunger, if if that makes sense. Like, become genuinely interested in mastering things that I've th- something other than what I've already mastered um and i'm not gonna lie that that thing for me is like speaking more and it it really clicked for me in june when i did an event and it was the first event where i walked in i didn't know anybody there i didn't even know the person who asked me to come there and afterwards i was just like oh i can do this all the time Mm -hmm. and like enjoy it and and still get the same reactions i mean because we all know i've been doing two big events every year for what four almost five years now and then obviously coaching every week and some stuff in between. But normally I'm familiar with the audience. And when I did that event where I didn't know, this, these were all corporate marketers at that. It wasn't like, you know, just people off Instagram. These were people who were had like million-dollar marketing budgets. And to deliver almost not the same, but to deliver the same information using my same style. I'm still using rap anecdotes. I'm still cracking jokes and to get the same reaction and since then, it's like, okay, how can I do more of this? Uh, so yeah, I I would have never guessed, especially like, first of all, I don't know if I ever told you, but I don't like my voice, <laughs> and it's from my <laughs> stupid neighbors that I had as a kid who used to always say that I sounded like a man. So for years, I never used to like to hear myself talk, and it's I'm noticing the more I use my voice now, the more opportunities are coming. Yeah. So I I would have never expected to go from you know writing things for people to then teaching people how to do it once a week helping them refine it to now like this new this new hunger i have to like do it more in front of like more and more people so yeah Mm -hmm. i would have never guessed that
3: i love that
1: it's something that mike said that um
0: brought something up for me you know because the question that we're posing is like do you really want to do this but the person that you have to become to be able to do this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because not only are we affording our clients an opportunity to transform because of the journey that we're taking them on, but what about our transformation, right? And without, listen, it ain't no books, (laughs) podcasts, none of that, Uh that that's going to do the job outside like you got to do the personal development like i was having like yeah i was having a conversation with someone the other day and i was like you know what the problem is in this space the lack of emotional intelligence right like people so caught up on iq right and how smart you are and how well you've mastered certain areas but what about that emotional IQ, right? Do you know how to respond? Do you know how to recognize when people are behaving and responding from a place of trauma, right? Because that's a different response. So the person that you have to become to be an effective coach, you gotta have someone that is teaching you first, you gotta heal from your shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause life has been life and for all of us. You feel what I'm saying. So, getting to a place where you understand that being business savvy is not enough. You have to become a different person. You always gotta be emotionally one up on the people that you're serving. You feel what I'm saying. So, I look at I look at coaches all the time, and it's like like people that do that have like that tough love thing that are mean to their clients or very aggressive and very abrasive, and it's like. That doesn't work for for everybody's personality style. So if you want to be a coach, you have to be just as committed to your personal transformation as you are to your client's results. Because if you don't grow, your clients are going to more than likely outgrow you. You know what I'm saying? And people don't understand how important it is for us to work on us. Because if you think about it, if you look at how some people behave, some people are stuck at the age of 12 and 13 and how they respond to certain people, because maybe at that time is when they dealt with a traumatic experience and they're stuck there emotionally. So mm-hmm. when you have conversations with people and it's like, why are you throwing a tantrum? Like what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, how come you don't have the skill set to be able to navigate through your emotions? But it's because... Nobody's screaming from the mountaintop that you got to develop personally and you have to grow and heal and and work on those traumatic instances, because if you don't, you're going to be limited to how much transformation you can provide someone else because you are physically stuck. Right. So if I'm if I'm looking at a 40 year old woman, but she's operating in a space of an 18 year old girl, Mm. how much can she really support me? Like I was having a conversation with the other with someone the other day, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's 16." <laughs> but I but it came from a place of empathy, yeah, right? It ain't yeah, from a place yeah. of judgment. It came from a place of empathy yeah. because you have to be intentional about growing. Because our parents did the best that they can. I don't know what yeah. kind of parents y'all had, but my parents showed me love. They loved me by putting a roof on my head and food on the plate. Yeah. Right? Like that's love. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't really understand how important it is to say, and they do now. Right. But I tell my daughters, I love them probably 30 times a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I reinforce, you know, so much stuff into my kids, but our parents were doing the best that they could. So understanding that time does not heal. It makes things manageable. (laughs) You know what (laughs) I'm saying? And that that like people have coined oh time heals it does not heal friends (laughs) it just makes it manageable so understanding that you have to have a full-on transformation before you can do this work because you're going to be inundated with people who give you glimpses of your trauma you're you're just going to be inundated with those people and you have to know how to navigate but you can't navigate if you haven't learned and grown in those areas so Personal development is super important. Having a life coach is super important because you need that person who's going to guide you. You need that soundboard. You need that person that you can share with and be vulnerable with, but we're not supposed to do this by ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for me, I look at it like you got to get someone to support your healing for you to be able to coach effectively.
2: Yeah
3: let me ask this so in the spirit of so you think you want to coach what jen just talked about with a lot about results and also emotional intelligence right so what happens when your clients don't get in air quotes results
1: (laughs) results are subjective though Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i be and the reason why i say subjective is because everybody starts at a different um in a different in a different lane, if you will. That's I know for me last year was when I had to take a step back and like be super super intentional about private clients because someone coming to me starting fresh is is not the best idea based on my price point alone. Now it doesn't mean that what I'm not gonna give you isn't valuable, but you don't have the full strategy in place to run that play and feel like you got a true ROI. ROI, because like with, with me, that's like that's what I look at. Clarity for sure, and, and confidence in moving towards who you're talking to, um, the transformation you provide, being able to articulate that. And for some people, that is all that they were looking for. But me personally, I wasn't comfortable. If you like just started and you it, so. Th- I'm I'm talking around the question, but wait, what well, <laughs> ah, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so
3: bundling, um, so you think you're the coach. Um right. emotional <laughs> intelligence, results, right? What happens when your clients don't get what happens in air quotes results?
1: Yeah, so for me, I don't it for me it would be situational too, because depending on what they're coming to me for, I kind of set the stage as to based on where they are, what their results should look like when they're done with me. Mm -hmm. So for a brand new person that like, and this was recent, I had a VIP day, brand new, had a course, but never put it out. Wasn't really doing too much on social media, but his biggest thing was, he just wasn't clear on who he wanted to serve. And he wasn't clear on how to put his messages to the marketplace. So I let him know, like based on where you are, here's what you're going to leave with. So I think, Brain me what your results should look like can prevent that from happening, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. depending on what someone comes to me for, their results are going to be different. Now, mm-hmm. if you hire me to do your email marketing, I'm telling you I'm gonna help you make an extra five, 10, 15k a month. Mm-hmm. That that we can measure, but for someone who's like, I want to do a VIP day and get my messaging done, the deliverables are at the end. What you do with that after you leave me, yeah. that ain't nothing I can really control or even determine you know what i mean so i think it i think it depends what but what about you d because you like life and leadership it's it's measurable but it's measurable for different like i would i would think instances
3: yeah so it is um (laughs) so i remember feeling away with one particular client who like reached out to me to work with me right but then i felt like she was challenging me Um, while we were working together. And this is when I was um, brand new in the coaching, in my coaching business. I knew her personally before we started working together. So there was that kind of comfort. But when I tell you a strong personality, she was a strong personality. And what I realized was I had to lean into the fact that I'm not new to it. I'm true to it. And that Mm. um, it's similar to what you were saying though, Results may vary, but it's all dependent on the client, their journey and what they're looking to get out of it. And so I know for me on the front end, um, before we get into the nitty gritty parts of like the full blown coaching, we have a like an expectation management setting conversation. Like, what do you want to get out of? Most times it's the first 90 days, right? These 90 days of us working together. And then we, like, we map it out. So life is going to life, work is going to work, career is going to career, business is going to business in between, but at least you don't have to deal with things falling off the shelf by yourself. Like you have support in tow. And so for me, and this is another question I was going to ask you, but I got to bring it up now because it's relevant. Mm -hmm. Having been a coaching client myself and Mm -hmm. having felt like I'm behind or i'm not seeing the results that i wanted to see i also now know from experience being on the other side of the the table if you will or the zoom screen that a lot of results in the the beginning of the process are intangible Mm -hmm. and those are the hardest to measure like you were saying see right because it's just like well what what have we chipped away at like we're not giving ourselves credit for that and the type of people that i serve that are attracted to me are high achievers. So that low, the, the the little stuff, the low hanging fruit, the easy stuff, don't count that. It's so easy. Like I want, you know, I want the apple from the top of the tree. You know what I'm saying? We haven't even gotten on the ladder yet. Well, it's because we got to clear out some things that are at our feet before we can even reach the ladder. Yeah. And so It's yeah. just making them aware and helping them to see outside of themselves like, well, okay, we may not have gotten as far as you wanted to get, but what have we done? And it's like being that extra set of like eyes and ears on their journey to help them stay grounded in like the facts and okay. not whatever whimsical idea that they had coming into it. Because maybe maybe like this foundational work was necessary in order for you to ultimately get there. But it's a journey. It always and is. It, and it takes time. And for me, it's I've really gotten to, to, the, to the space of having people see coaching as a lifestyle choice and not just a quick fix Mm. because it's always going to be something right and yes like she said results may vary people come at different stages um, in life and lived experience and what they want and on my end kind of like people that want to leave their nine to five maybe they not they they don't have as much financial security or like the the confidence is not there because they're not clear on what they want to do next that stuff takes time. Mm-hmm. I know it looks sexy. I talk about it all the time. Like, I figured it out, but I was in my head for a while, for months, yeah. trying to figure this thing out. And when I got it, it clicked, and nobody could tell me nothing different. But it took time. And just imagine, I did it by myself. Yeah. By the time I hired my coach, I already knew what I wanted to do. I needed her to hold me accountable because my life was so hectic. If I was left to my own vices when I got home after commuting four hours a day and working nine and a half, I wasn't doing nothing. And I probably would still be there making my head. Which is crazy, <laughs>
1: by the way. <laughs> that is so crazy.
3: It is. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. But yeah, that's what it That's what it looks like for me. But just knowing that like the client, there's, I, I am there to hold my client accountable. As long as yeah. I help them manage expectations on what they want to get, because it's all about them and what. They get to choose. They get yeah. to choose, <laughs> and ushering them on that process. And and if we go off course, it's like, hey, we're veering off course. Is this an executive decision okay. that you're making? Because you get to choose. But I just want to make sure that you are clear that this is taking us off course of what you initially said that you wanted to do. I'm gonna go with you wherever you want to go. But you gotta be clear now because in 90 days or 60 days. I don't want
1: you looking back
2: saying, oh, well, that's not what I came here for. Like,
1: no, right. you beat the Jews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, ooh, go, oh, go, Mike, you want to go? Because ha- it's somebody, funny. Go ahead.
2: Somebody mentioned, Um, I mean, if you mentioning you know, client not getting results, I think the best thing Coach D just said just now was how well did we manage these expectations over the last 90 days, 60 days, a year, right? In terms of, you know, coming from uh, the marketing perspective, You know, a lot of our conversations with clients is around money. Right. Well, sir, you came here because you wanted to scale. All right. Great. Um, Over the last 90 days, this is what you made. This is what we spent. Uh, So what's the problem? Right. And then it's like, so let me ask them a few more questions. As I mentioned earlier, let's ask a few more questions about what's going on with the business and come to find out, you know, They're going on uh, vacations and whatnot, you know, (laughs) with their profit. So it makes it look like they're not profitable. But no, we're not managing your money the way you need to be managing it. Mm -hmm. So I got to ask myself, hey, did I manage these expectations properly? Right. So there's only so much I could do as the agency. I can't tell you how to spend your money. Right. Right. I can only tell you how we're going to spend your money, the money that you give us to use you know, to grow your brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the end of the day, it's usually about, man, I didn't make as much money as I wanted to make. No, you you did pretty well. Uh, however, <laughs> according to your books, you spent some money you should probably shouldn't have been spending right now. So, yeah, managing expectations is super huge, especially when coaching, doing service for somebody. And sometimes you got to reiterate it, come back to it. You know, and that's why, you know, my clients hear from me weekly. If they don't hear from me, they hear from somebody on the team on a weekly basis about what's going on. So we can keep managing those expectations about what the numbers look like, what should be changing, what should be happening. So for however long you're coaching an individual each week, make sure you're managing their expectations properly because not only are you protecting yourself, uh, you're also being real with them right, and giving them a piece of reality about the work that they may or may not be doing on their end as well. So yeah, that that that's the key right there, um, Coach D, managing expectations. I think that's it. That That's the key in terms of somebody asking you, you know, uh, I didn't get any results. Oh, well, well, let's go see what the data says.
3: And you know something else that I do, um, and I love it because clients forget about it because we work through so much during our time, is our in first, our first call, whether it's, I call it a momentum session or clarity session, I, I'm working on nailing down the name. But it's like our our expectation management you know, call, like what are we working on? Mm. I'll ask them. So depending on what we're working on, if there's something Very that's common. in the way, there's a barrier, i ask them well, on a the scale of one to 10, where are you now with that thing, right? And they'll tell me and I'll make a note of it. So in 90 days, you forgot that you told me where you were. So when we're wrapping up, I'm like, well, when we first started working together, this is what we agreed to work on, right? On a scale of one to ten, where are you with this thing right now? Oh, I'm mm. a nine point five. Well, when we started, you were a three point five. So Sound when it like comes results to, to me, <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to management, and sometimes it might be like a seven. They might move for up to like a seven and a half or eight, which is fine, right? And I don't take these results personal, right? And that's that's a thing, like being able to detach from other people's results is a, a a coaching hack in and of itself. Because then I'll be like, okay, well, when you started, you were a four, right? So and they're like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I can see that. And then I'll be like, well, what's keeping us from being at a 10? And the, again, question. They do the internal work and say, well, a lot of times it's like, it was, it, it, they, they say it's like, it's not you. And I never take it as me anyway, but they might think that I'm internalizing it as something I did wrong. Mm. that's never the thing. It's just like, I genuinely want to know like, what, what would fill that gap? What was missing to get us from an eight to a 10? And then oh, it was me, my time or whatever it is that they come up with, but it also shows them the opportunity for what's next. If your goal was to be a 10, we move from like a four to an eight. And it's just like, there's still more work to do. And so for me, like that is something that crystallizes the engagement with my clients because we have a starting point. And I'm able to measure it based on the issue of, I guess, the season, and have them just tell me, not telling them why I'm going to use it, but when I play it back to them and help them see on that ten-point scale, the shift or the growth, like that puts a whole lot into perspective.
2: What's
1: up, Jane, You guys some? Yeah, I was over here
0: fumbling with the mute button, but, but the only thing I want to add is just ensuring that when you're talking to clients is when your goal setting is to ensure that you force them to identify the intangibles, right? Mm -hmm. So yes. Okay. We want to make, we have a certain income, you know, goal. And yes, we have, you know, we want to drive this, live in this, but making sure they gauge their happiness, making sure they gauge, you know, their interactions with other people that trigger them. So when you get your clients to identify the intangible goals, it's almost impossible to not see results. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it takes time to get the monetary goals. It takes time to, you know, find the the new job or the career or whatever the case may be. But making sure that you focus on the inner you know, the the intrinsic stuff. Cause y'all listen, if y'all don't hear nothing from Jen, I'm gonna keep telling you to do the inside work. <laughs>
2: <You understand?
0: laughs> yeah. Because who you have to become matters. So when I talk to my clients, the first thing we do is identify where where do we need to fill gaps in intrinsically, right? Are you still harboring negative emotions? Are you struggling with forgiving your parents? Do you still have resentment towards such and such? So, making sure we clear out all of that baggage so that we can move the needle.
1: That's pretty good, y'all. Oh, <laughs> D. I mm-hmm. put pre- you said the name of your call. What you think about like Clarity Compass or Compass Clarity Call or something like that? I
3: saw you just to that. I made a note of it. It's mm-hmm. how- we, win. We we
2: like a <laughs> working? We're, we're, we're we can't
1: we're even, working. Help didn't even help
2: can even help I
1: literally just started typing when she was talking. I'm like, uh.
2: Man, we work hours. We,
1: technically, a little bit.
2: We don't work from personal work. Right. Expectations. <laughs> but that's
0: why, like, <laughs> it's important. But that's why it's important to underpromise and overdeliver. Hmm. I'm saying like that right there, is is so huge because people. What I see a lot in the marketplace is like over promising and under delivering, right? Yeah. So ensuring if you want to be a coach that is in in it for a long time, you gotta like under promise and over deliver. I was actually having a conversation with someone a few weeks back. She was trying to um get me into her coaching program, and when I I essentially asked her like, "What do I get out of it?" and she didn't have a solid answer. And I'm like, well, since you're gonna have to tell me something, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's the thing with the whole spiritual space, right? It's like, well, you know, whatever happens, it, nah, nah, bruh. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but but I but I appreciated that because it looks so different for everybody, you know what I'm saying? So, just so that that came up for me, like I was like, and I don't know if that's not why I hired her because I did not end up hiring her, but that did come across my mind, like. When someone asks you, "What do they get out of your program?" Is it okay to not have anything substantial? But right. I also depend. It all depends on like what you do. You know what I'm saying?
2: Now that's real though, because you said hiring a coach, right? Um, are you hiring the right clients, right? You know what I'm saying? Are we working with the right clients? Because the reality is, you know, you coach long enough, some of your clients ain't gonna get no results. Right. right. I mean, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. So, and it ain't um, gonna like be it. your fault. Right, right. In you know, most I'm cases, <laughs> so
0: cues Denzel's gift. <laughs> 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 People <are> like, what? <laughs>
3: like it's real. Right, like some saying.
2: clients might not get results, and that and that goes back to okay, did I bet them well enough to make sure that they was a good fit for what I do. You know what I mean? There, you that's go, Mike, that's good. there are some people that you most absolutely need to be saying no to. And like, it's not even mm-hmm. worth taking their money. Some people are going to want to give you money, but you're like, you know what? That is not going to be good for my brand or their brand if I decide to work with that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to say no to some folks and keep grinding until you find those individuals that are a good fit for you. You know, mm-hmm. I remember um, starting DFY Ads and Funnels with my, with my partner and... We were sitting around like, yo, this is expensive. And my partner was like, well, we just got to find the people who this makes sense for. You know what I mean? We got to determine what their monthly income need to be. Right. We need to determine, you know, if they're a legitimate business and they got some stuff going on. There's Mm -hmm. enough people out there. Right. Uh, There's enough people in the marketplace. We got to work hard to find them. So, yeah, determine who your client is. Right, and only work with that client. And no matter what's happening in your business financially, it's okay to say no to some folks because I'm telling you, it's going to hurt you in the long run if you start working with people who are not a good fit for what you do. For
3: sure. That for was sure. good, Mike. Like, that was I know bad. we like um, pushing for time, but I got to ask this though. I think this is so relevant to the conversation that we're having about. Like, so you think you want to coach. Um, what, what would y'all say is important? How important is having experience? in what you are coaching other people through
1: the area. how you coaching them if you don't know how to do it well, but here's the thing though or or is, or is or am i am i thinking about it wrong no you're not and this
3: is exactly why i posed it because there is the expertise lane but then also what you'll find i know something that i learned in my coaching training is that like we don't coach the person we don't coach the um the problem we coach the person So, okay, Mm -hmm. what do you got going on? It speaks to kind of like what Jen has been saying all session. Like, I don't care how big the giant is, it's who are you being as you're facing it? Because you got the skills to pay the bills. You have the answers within you. I'm here to help you transform into that person that sees the giant as maybe not so big or maybe doesn't see a giant at all. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, but I think there is a delicate balance and a fine line to doing that. And I think that may be where a lot of people are getting tripped up because all you got to do is pay money to go get certified to be a coach and spend some time and learn some things and get some hours, right? Mm -hmm. But I think when you, there's a line between being a just a trained coach or a certified coach, right? And a coach who is serving from experience. That's where... like there is a, a clear distinction as far as the quality of coaching as far as that's my personal opinion it's not to say mm-hmm. it can't be done but like just being in the space and in the industry like uh, anybody off the street can coach you on how to quit your job without regret they can't mm-hmm. do it like me right. I've been in the trenches i mm-hmm. got the receipts mm-hmm. i shed the tears I I have experienced the fears. I have told my family and had them look at me like I got 10 eyeballs. I am able to not just um, sympathize, but I'm able to empathize because I've been there and it hits different. And that's, that's my take on it.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I've seen some, some, some people in the marketplace where I know somebody and I'm like, yo, they're very experienced at what they do, but the monetary value is not there. Right. The 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 following's not there, the 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 exposure's not there, but they're really dope at what they do. And then you have the individual that is killing it in the marketplace, right? And rolling clients like crazy. And they are terrible at what they do. You know what I mean? It's like, what the hell is the difference? Right. This person is just like, yo, I am not afraid to get out here in the marketplace. And say, I do XYZ. And because they do that more often than the person who actually has experience, they're going to get all the monetary results, right? So mm-hmm. you got, and that's like, that goes back to why we struggle with the business development side, right? Like we hate that, but we love to coach, but we've been forcing ourselves to make sure that the business developments part is taken care of. So we can get in front of more of those people and share our experience and help them get results. You know what I mean? So I think experience is very, very important. Um, but your experience is not going to be that valuable if we can't get in front of enough people to share yeah. that experience with. Right. So don't be the individual that just got that's just super awesome, but nobody knows about. Right. That's why business development and your your gift is so, so important. And you you, you got to make them worth work in order to really get out here on these platforms and serve at your highest level?
0: Of course, what came up for me was like a resounding yes, right? Like your experience matters, a resounding yes. But it also depends on your area of expertise and like who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Um, In my space, the fact that I support educators, I'm not going to be received well if I'm not an educator. Because we'd be looking at these politicians like, what was it? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So depending on the marketplace, Mm -hmm. um, your expertise does matter because without the expertise, you don't know how to address those curveball questions, right? Mm -hmm. Like we in your space and in all of our space, there is no question that someone's going to pose to us that we have to follow up like with someone else to get the answer to. Mm -hmm. And then it also came up for me is like, I feel like some people you're not operating out of your out of a space of integrity. Like what are you talking about? You're not an expert in this, but you're trying to teach me how to do something that you've never experienced, you know, and for I would for my personal growth, I'm not hiring a coach who hasn't been in the trenches of what I need them to coach me in. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. It, it doesn't feel right, you know, but it does, but it all it also does depend on the marketplace, like depending on what the area is but I don't think people are like there's been many clients that have been in front of us it's like so you didn't get this result (laughs) but you trying to teach somebody else how to get it how does that look you know so for me I think it's important to be to actually be a full-on expert I prefer to hire experts because if if I'm not hiring an expert I could just read a book
2: you know what's good it's some other stuff is coming up now though (laughs) because i'm hearing jen jim jen is jen is like telling the truth but like you got to think about like a psychologist right they they haven't necessarily dealt with the trauma they're helping their clients through you know they've studied and they've they've been in the books and they know the information they got the doctorate so they've been doing the collegiate work right Mm -hmm. and we can't tell them that they're not an expert at solving this problem so now it's like all right so now we look at experience is is experience life experience or is experience work experience have you dealt with enough clients and helped them get a result right so now damn now now i'm thinking but i think i, yeah. I think the difference though mike yeah. is
1: a, a therapist is an expert in human behavior mm. so mm. because they're an expert in human behavior they can already see like they see the signs, they hear the symptoms because yeah. they study that I think what jen Jen's example is more is just like, oh, I see somebody um building storage boxes. I'm about to teach <laughs> everybody how to do right. like you know what <laughs> I mean like so I think and I think Jen's example is speaking to people who probably don't really have a true expertise or they haven't figured out what that expertise is, yet,
2: yeah, that's real, that's real. But I'm
0: gonna be honest. As someone who has had multiple therapists, um, while you can probably explain why I'm exhibiting these behaviors, mm. I, I haven't really had any next steps on how to change them. <laughs> and that's why life coaches that's ain't so going hard. out of business. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Because you tell me why I'm doing something, but you're not helping me
1: rewire this brain of mine <laughs> that absolutely that's real and, well yeah. a, a good therapist will though a good mm-hmm. therapist a, a, a good therapist will <laughs> mm-hmm. a good yeah. a good therapist will don't just diagnose me and send me on my way right,
2: right. and that's what a lot of these coaches is doing out
1: here mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, like, you, you have, have a lead
2: flow problem what the? that's what i like
3: psychologists have thorough training right which was already spoken to somebody could wake up tomorrow and decide that they want to be a coach and put coach in front of their name Mm -hmm. and then coach so like it's an unregulated field which is why I think for me the expertise the lived expertise is important on the coaching space just because it's such a fluid space right now
2: Yeah. yeah
3: um and it doesn't take so I know for me when I decided, when I found coaching, because I actually, I don't know if I, y'all know this, but I thought I was going to get my whole life together and become a therapist. But it took too much time to go back to school. And I needed something they like, I that. <laughs> they got a year. I got a year. I can't do this longer than a year. I got to figure something out. And that's how I found coaching.
1: Yeah.
3: And I was like, oh, okay. I think I can do this, right? I actually want to do this. And so mm. when I did my research and realized it doesn't take anywhere near as much or as long in order to shift into a different space i'm like now nah, when i step out into the marketplace i want to have some credibility Like, i'm going to get certified like Absolutely. and i'm doing this thing full time you like no like i'm i'm putting some letters behind my name and doing whatever i gotta do so that's what it was for me um but i see that being a big distinguishing factor Mike, to your point that's a great point um and but that's how i view it too
2: yes what's up that's dope that's dope so you think you want to coach or oh, what? Right. Oh <laughs> somebody so think did, somebody dealing with some trauma right now. Like, damn, I mean, right. don't want to do this no they more. They listen to this, like, dang they was being honest. I gotta, go back layers. <laughs> I gotta work on me.
1: <laughs> right I gotta real? care about them people. I care right. about <laughs> oh man, I gotta do business development too. It's we so, probably I, just named somebody like six figures, right? Better for you to figure it out
2: now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Later. Yeah, and right. it only cost you a review and a share. So.
1: That's it. <laughs> that's it. That is all it costs. That is cheap. <laughs> um, <laughs> man,
2: that's what's up. That might be a wrap, y'all.
1: That's it.